This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. Let's go to that uh, the subject that we've been talking about yesterday. Of course, it emerged that the president, Cyril Ramaphosa, uh, announced uh, that he's inviting public nominations for the position of the next chief justice of South Africa. A statement from the presidency yesterday said to promote transparency and encourage public participation. The president has decided that South Africans should take part in the choice of the next chief justice. The term of the current chief justice, Mokweng Mokweng, comes to an end on the 11th of October, 2020. Now, in terms of the constitution, the president is empowered to appoint the next, the the chief justice after consulting the Judicial Services Commission and leaders of political parties represented in the National Assembly. Lawson Naidu joins us on the line now. He's the executive secretary of KSEC. Good to have you once again with us, Lawson. So, you know, uh, my... Those who love and adore me, if I were to walk on water, would say, wow, miracle man walks on water. My detractors will say, oh, Titi can't swim. In this case here, the president is doing something that those who support him say, yeah, this is an example of bold uh, leadership and inclusive leadership that wants to include the public and take the public along with them. While his detractors will say another illustration of uh, a lack of uh, decision-making or decisiveness and a lack of backbone on the part of the president, which side of the coin do you fall on? (laughs) Titi, you walk on water. No, I look, I think, uh, you know, this is an important step that the president has taken, uh, that, uh, you know, this needs to be a, a, a transparent and competitive process. That's the only way we can really be sure that we're getting the best person for the job. Uh, a significant criticism of the process by which um, Chief Justice Mohoeng was appointed 11 years ago was that he was the only candidate put forward. So one could never be sure that he was uh, the best uh, person for the job. So I certainly welcome this. I've welcomed the fact that the panel that the president has appointed uh, to assist him in this process uh, draws from a wide wide range of sectors, including a former judge, a former head of a Chapter 9 institution, a legal academic, very importantly, someone from civil society, the South African National AIDS Council, uh, and so on. So, uh, you know, th- this is going to be a very different kind of process. And I would uh, say it would be similar to the process that was uh, uh, followed for the appointment of the NDPP. Yes, yes. So for me, I, when I hear what you, you, what you are saying about the need to cast the net as widely as you can, but it just seems to me that... Uh, now we are adding another layer here. We're going to have a panel that's going to make a recommendation to the JSC, and then the JSC will go through its own deliberations. In reality, though, Lord Snyder, isn't it just going to end up being the usual process that uh, it has been in the past, in that the JSC will ultimately have uh, the, 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 the big say on this one? I mean, no, in real time, I mean, how much do I know? I've never had to nominate a, a chief justice before. No, the, the, the role of the Judicial Service Commission in the appointment of the Chief Justice is very different to the role that they play in the appointment or uh, nomination of other uh, uh, judges of the higher courts. 
In this matter, as you correctly said at the beginning, this is a matter that, that where the authority resides solely in the in the uh, in the hands of the president to appoint the chief chief justice as well as the deputy chief justice. Mm. In exercising that power, uh, the president is now put in place. Uh, uh, what I would suggest is an open and democratic process, calling for nominations, going through uh, some sort of shortlisting process with this uh, panel that the president has assembled, and for, after that. Uh, the, you know, the panel will recommend a, a, a list of between three and five names to the president. He will then consider that, and he may ultimately go to the uh, to the JSC and say, these are the two candidates that I'm, I'm considering out of that list of five, uh, and consult with them on that. Uh, the, the, the president merely has to consult the JSC and consult leaders of political parties in the National Assembly. Right. He's not bound by what they say. Ultimately, it's the president's decision uh, but this process will hopefully produce a short list of candidates, uh, all of whom uh, would be capable of doing this, very, taking on this very onerous task. Lawson, talk to us about the role of a deputy chief justice here, because, uh, you know, when it comes to the executive, uh, uh, it has become the practice or maybe tradition. And I think maybe this is more a reflection of ANC uh, processes um, that the deputy president uh, will ascend to the presidency in most uh, cases here. Um, But uh, that doesn't seem to follow when it comes to, say, the judiciary, because we have had, of course, a former chief justice, a deputy chief justice, who was, uh, and I'll use the term uh, in inverted commas, overlooked for the position of chief justice. And I say in inverted commas because I don't know that the Constitution actually makes it, clearly it's not an automatic uh, consequence that as soon soon as there is a vacancy, the deputy will ascend. Well, in terms of succession, there's there's, uh, there's no such thing that exists that the deputy uh, will automatically take over. That's why we have a process like Mm. the one we have at the moment. Uh, insofar as the rest of the functions are, the uh, 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 Constitution and le- uh, legislation is much clearer that where the Chief Justice is not available, either to, ch- uh, to preside over hearings at the Constitutional Court or indeed to preside over um, meetings of the Judicial Service Commission, then the Deputy Chief Justice will preside in his or her stead. That is not the case with the Deputy Ministers and Ministers because Deputy Ministers as we know, are not members yes. of cabinet and they don't have that, that cabinet responsibility. So uh, I think uh, there are big differences in this regard between the executive and the uh, judiciary. It's a formidable panel, as you say, that has been put together in terms of uh, the skills. I mean, of quite a, a number of ju- there's judges there and uh, former cabinet ministers. So in as far as uh, that is concerned, I don't think uh, we can doubt the abilities of the people that have been put forward here. Well, you know, the president, <clears throat> president has made his choice of the team that's going to advise him. And, the, you know, of course, there will be people that will quibble with one or two of the names on that list. But I think we must look at the process overall, mm. uh, look at the competence of that uh, panel overall, and, and judge them on, on the work that they do. We don't know how, quite how they're going to function. Mm. What we do know is that they have to submit their shortlist to the president by the 29th of October. Mm. So it seems unlikely that the uh, panel will be able to conduct uh, public interviews, for example, in the way that uh, the panel that was appointed to advise on the NDPP did. 
uh, and one assumes that uh, the public interviews uh, will again be conducted by the JSC at some point okay. after the 29th of October. And finding the view of uh, KSAC, what kind of a candidate should emerge? I mean, if we are to use past chief justices as, um, you know, kind of some kind of a, a benchmark, what kind of a candidate are we looking for? <clears throat> Well, I think, you know, uh, using past chief justices is a useful benchmark, but not necessarily the full picture, because the responsibilities of the chief justice have evolved and have increased, in fact. So not only is the chief justice the head of the constitutional court, as I've mentioned, they're also the head of the Judicial Service Commission that plays a critical role in the process of uh, nominating judges for appointment uh, to the higher courts, but also for the discipline of uh, judges who cross the uh, Judicial Code of Conduct. But there's a third aspect of the role of the Chief Justice, and that is uh, it may be, uh, as the head of the Office of Chief Justice, which is effectively a government department responsible for the functioning of all of the higher courts in South Africa. So we need somebody who's an exceptional jurist uh, with a long track record uh, as, a, as, a, as a judge, someone who is respected by their peers uh, in the judiciary, because they have to lead that uh, that body, which is the third arm of the state. Uh, and it has to be an exceptional manager. Mm. Uh, an administrator is able to take charge of the office of the chief justice and ensure that all of the higher courts in South Africa uh, function more effectively and that it uh, contributes to uh, increasing access to justice across the board. Right. So it's a multi-skilled person that is, uh, that is really required to lead the, uh, to lead the judiciary in South Africa. Lawson Naidu is the Executive Secretary of the Council for the Advancement of the South African Constitution. As always, thanks for chatting to us. Thanks, DT. There you go. Ah, it should be an interesting process all the same. I don't think that uh, transparency can ever be a bad thing. Yeah, we might feel that the president, again, is you know showing a lack of uh, decisiveness. But uh, ultimately, I think uh, if we are taken along in this decision-making, we would prefer it then to where he just uh, puts out a name and then the JSC confirms it and then it's done, would we not? You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.